Hey traders, David Frost, My Strategic Forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, September 28, 2023. We are looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? There's actually a lot of stuff going on. We're going to look at the tape from both perspectives. We will look at a short-term bull case. We will look at the fake-out bear case. Real quick, just to mention one more time, a lot of you last night, and I appreciate it, signed up for the On The Docket new newsletter. So here was today's. We had a pregame warm-up, thinking pictures. We talked about gold a little bit. Recycle the tinfoil hat, some interesting stuff in there. Reconomics, interesting stuff there. Always a psych ward section. And so what I'm going to do is add to this over time. And I'm going to try and put out a pretty darn good piece each and every day. A little bit of levity in there with some interesting and good to know information. You'll learn something each and every day. On the docket.mystrategicforecast.com. Go ahead and sign up if you like. It's just a daily email. So we have a tail candle from yesterday. They did come up short of the gap. We already know about all that, but they do that. Remember, that's to screw over two factions of traders, those waiting to exit at the gap, those waiting to buy the gap. That's garden variety, trick trap fool and frustrate crew behavior. So today we have a decent day, a little bit of a follow through early on little bit of a retracement early on. Finishing not at the highs of the day, but still positive for the day. So the market is building evidence. It's giving you the impression, taking her at face value, that there's another push higher coming, whether or not it's immediately tomorrow. It's certainly not out of the question to make an attempt and run a test of that neckline of the head and shoulders pattern. They don't have to hit it. They can hit it. All I'm saying is it's garden variety stuff if they have at least an attempt at a retest. Here's something else that I was discussing this week on and off with the live trading room inside the numbers live. So last month's low, this is a monthly chart, last month's low is 433.01. Okay, fair enough. Now if you go back to the current daily chart and get a sense for where we are, Where's 433? Well, it's actually just short of the underside, the trend line, the neck line of the head and shoulders pattern. So what my point was, and I don't know if this will happen, but it was certainly one of those things on the table into the end of the month, end of the quarter. Can they make an attempt to get back to maybe even close above whether they can or not? Doesn't matter. Will they make an attempt to at least make a run by the end of the month for last month's low? Now, the month's running out. There's only one day left. And I said that earlier in the week. It was a possibility. It hasn't happened yet, but it's still a possibility because that coincides with the neighborhood, the vicinity of the neckline. Then we have all the stuff. The market was stretched. We have an on-time type of situation. We have a tail candle. We had market symmetry. We just had a bucket full of stuff. You pan out a little bit. You go to the weekly chart. You have a trend line. They hit the trend line. Now there's a debate whether they hit it, whether they came up short, whether they spiked it through. If I go to an intraday chart, 
You can see here, the way I just drew it, they hit it. I can draw it slightly less, slightly more, and it looks somewhat different. The concept is that trend line is important. That trend line mattered. Again, that just adds to the bucket full of stuff why it's not out of the ordinary, why it shouldn't be a surprise if the market gets some kind of a bounce, some kind of a relief rally, dead cap bounce, all that stuff. It's a bounce in a downtrend is what I'm discussing. Here's another thing we talked about in the live room today, which is this two-hour candle. So we're looking at a two-hour candle, and this is a bona fide reversal candle, made a new low, finished not at the high, but finished high enough. It was a positive candle on volume, and you can see that this volume on that positive candle was after the market came down a lot. There was institutional participation in this candle, in this two-hour span, and you could see it's one of the heavier volume candles when you just look back in time, generally speaking, and we speak in terms of the 80-20 rule, using the 80-20 rule, that's going to mean something the majority of the time. So far, it has. Again, add it to the bucket full of stuff. Let's say they finish strong tomorrow. They could be up at the trend line. They could be up a point. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but let's say they have a positive day. That will, generally speaking, bode well leading into next week, even though you'll hear all kinds of shenanigans over the interwebs about how they're going to have a Black Monday and all that stuff. You're going to hear that just about every weekend from this point forward while you're in a corrective mode, while you're in a bear phase. If they say it enough, they'll eventually be right. But if you finish positive for the week, I would look for a little bit of follow-through leading into next week. Can they fake everybody out and kill the tape? Of course they can. They can do that at any point in time. What I'm giving you is the stuff at face value. When the market is providing evidence of X, Y, or Z, we're analyzing the evidence and we're using it saying, here's all the stuff. What are the probabilities? This is a probability business. The folks out there that continuously insist that I talk out of both sides of my mouth, you still don't quite understand that I'm teaching you using both sides of the market and everything in what's called in the trading parlance, the repertoire. You're still looking for the magic bullet. Dial 1-800-007. What about inside the numbers today? Did we have any traders? that were able to make money today inside the numbers in the live room? And the answer was, yes, there were. They had to take a little ride in the northbound lane with the S&P today. Some played the Qs. We have traders in there that are in NVIDIA and other stocks. It's something for everybody type of scenario. But what we were saying in real time was they're giving the bullish indications. They're eating time off the clock. We have targets. If they stay above X, they go to Y. And that all happened from an intraday perspective. The target essentially, and read the notes on your own, go back to the chart to double check the work. But the target, as long as they were above yesterday's close, was 427.95. We're calling it 428. And this morning at zero dark 30, I called it unfinished business. There is another leg higher above. You'll see that later on in the notes. We do think better in pictures, so right at the vertical is today's activity. And what you can see, this horizontal line is 427.95. We're calling it 428 for argument's sake. Look what happened in the afternoon. What was resistance becomes support. 
Now, it was an exit on the long side, but traders in the live room were told implicitly at the time they were up there, it is not a short opportunity. There was a short opportunity on the board. Some traders did take it. They emailed me after the fact, and we'll talk about that in a few moments. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. Let me adjust the service announcement. Inside the numbers will be closed on Friday. The live room inside the numbers live will be opened on Friday, moderated by Jordan. He'll have statistical conversations. He'll have options conversations. He's met his match with a couple of traders in the live room that do trade options on a regular basis. All those kind of spreads and strangles and straddles and iron condors and Lupinacci vectors and all that stuff way above my pay grade. I can give you the numbers. You put together the trades. Moving right along. What's the scoop today? Pre-market economic data shuffle was behind us at the time. 428 is important above 429 and likely a spike of it is the next target and place of overhead resistance where buyers should be met with sellers. Now that's for early on as they creep up there later in the morning. It changes things a little bit when the tape gets quieter. However, we do have a zone. The short zone is a spike above 429. 430 is the other side of that zone, give or take on both sides for a reaction back down in the other direction. They never got to the flip side situation. This is all the way at 8.30 in the morning. This is an hour before opening for business. Back to thinking in pictures, the top two trend lines is your zone 429 to 4.30. You could even see here, it's apparent. Once they got above 429, they came back for a quick back test. They went up to 430, they spiked it through, and they fell back down to where? All the way back down to the original target, which is now considered a breakout area. Funny how that works. You like apples? How do you like them apples? It's all in here. Pause the video, read the notes, go back to the chart, and double check the work. It gave you the whole thing. We had traders long riding it up. We had traders short from the higher zone. We've got something for everybody. Pause the video, read the notes, and double check the work on the charts. You can see it's all in here. 429.10 to 430 is overhead resistance where they should not simply waltz on through. Below 429, they come back to what? 427, give or take. That's if they couldn't get above 429. Pause it, read it, go back to the charts to double check the work. Is this information, this is a question that you have to ask yourself. If you're thinking about it, you're saying, hey, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I should sign up. I don't know if I should try this. Is this something, is the data, is the data that you see here each and every day something that you say, hey, you wait a minute, there's something here. This dude knows his numbers. The second piece to the equation is, can I do it? You have to answer that for yourself. If you paint by the numbers and follow the rules that I lay out, you can do it. If you make up your own rules as you go along, you can't do it. We had bupkis for stocks on the move today. We had a few on the board, but nothing hit its number. Remember, we're in the donut hole before earnings season rolls in again. These were all no trades. None of them hit their entry objectives. I do want to go over something kind of neat. We had one of them on the board was Micron, and Micron missed its number just by a little bit missed my number. So my number was slightly wrong today, but I want to show you something in Micron. Here's a weekly chart. 
We did this in the live room yesterday, knowing that Micron was going to report earnings after the market tomorrow, and there may be a trade opportunity today. Look at that trend line. Look where it hit today. Go back to the daily chart. Isn't that amazing? Micron trend line. Trend lines are taught in the course. Lazy e-mini trader. I don't have a patent on trend lines. I'm just saying trend lines are very, very powerful. You should know how to identify and draw trend lines correctly. There's a lot of ways to do it. A lot of people do it incorrectly. This one was pretty straightforward. We had some traders in the live room take advantage of this today, Micron Technologies, even though they didn't hit the stocks on the move number. So be it, but they still were able to get in around that trend line and they get a nice trade out of it. What's going on over in Camp IWM? A little bit of relative strength today. Looks the same or similar to the spiders. We'll see if they can fill their gap. We don't know if they can get down to the or up to the trend line or the neckline of the head and shoulders pattern. But nevertheless, it's an all the same market scenario. If they're going to come down hard, they all come down hard. If they're going to have a dead cap bounce, they're all going to bounce together. A little bit of relative strength today in team transports. You know, the folks down at the transportation department, Buttigieg's crew. Can they get to the convergence up to the convergence of the 20 and 100 period moving average? Sure, why not? If you're going to get a bounce in the spiders and Qs and IWM and all that stuff, then it's likely story that the transports will bounce right along with it. Below the recent low, no dice, floodgates open up, Irene is on board. Who's Irene? For those of you that don't know, scratching your head. It's a good night Irene situation if they get below the recent low. Q people, same routine as the spiders. It's all the same tape, all the same market. Next order of business from a daily chart perspective is to recapture that 100 period moving average if they can. We don't know that they can or they won't, but if they do, then they'll go and fill this gap up here around 364, 365. XLF looks like all the other charts. Again, that's what they're going to do. They're going to try and backtest these moving averages that they slice through just like a hot knife through butter. While they're doing the backtesting situation of all this stuff, the media will get bullish. We'll talk about soft landing again. What is a soft landing anyway? They don't even know. A soft landing, for all they know, could mean the support under the market is so soft that it's going to cut through it like a hot knife through butter. Little do they know that the market drives the economic conversation, not the other way around. They still can't get on board with that. Markets going up, they tell you the economy's improving. Markets going down, they talk about a recession. By the time a recession shows up or you'll have an official recession, the market will have bottomed and will have already bounced for three weeks, if not more. Smash mouth, same routine, all the same market. If this daily chart is what it is, it's going to head for the convergence of the 20 and 100 period moving average. Positive for today, and this had relative strength, they filled the gap and closed above the gap. So when you look at that and you say, hey, if this is going to be any kind of proxy for the tech space as a whole, this is a positive, you take it at face value. Have I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you? Without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I am David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.